Welcome to the Understanding Project Management Discussions podcast. I'm Dave Barrett, and my guest today is Simone Craig. Simone has many years of experience in resource and people management, project management, program management, and strategic planning. She holds the Project Management Professional and Kanban Management Professional designations, and is also a professor of project management. Our topic today is regarding agile delivery, and specifically regarding the differences and similarities of the Scrum and Kanban frameworks. Throughout our discussion, Simone demonstrates the strengths of each approach and when each framework would be appropriate. Please welcome Simone Craig. Hi, Simone. Uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Good to see you. Good. Yeah, we actually good haven't had a chance to see each other in person for a long time now. Oh, I know, I know. Someday, so, someday, yeah, someday, soon. hopefully soon. I'm sure so. So, our topic for today, we're going to venture into the world of agile. Uh, you know, that is that is something that is talked about a lot. There's a lot of lot of discussion, press. You know, you you can't you can't go anywhere without discussion of of agile. But I think. My own perception is that there is misunderstanding about, well, what is it? There are various frameworks that are, that are out there. Agile is not one thing. It is, it is kind of many things. And that's really the, the topic of our discussion today is you have, uh, you know, um, experience and knowledge about two of the significant frameworks, uh, Scrum, which is, which is very popular, I think arguably the most popular, and Kanban. And so what I wanted to, to what we're going to talk about today is kind of the differences and, and, and some of the, the factors that would have you choose one versus the other. So anyways, my first question is, okay, I'm, I'm my, my, my boss or my, my manager has tasked me with, okay, we should do some agile. We want to move to become more agile, which sounds good. Uh, what would lead, what, what are some of the factors that would lead me to down the scrum road or down the Kanban road? So what, just some, what are some of the sort of the high level things that would, that would come to mind? That's probably a question a lot of people hear these days. You're totally right. Like agile is the thing to be, especially if you're in IT um, or in actually in many industries, but especially IT, um, agile is the thing to know, the thing to do. So um, yeah, you hear that question for sure, especially if you're a project manager, often there is that expectation, hey, you're a project manager, you must know this stuff. Um, and I have been asked that question many times and had to give an answer. Um, so in general, um, the, the thing that would determine is Kanban a better approach or is Scrum a better approach um, is, what, is the thing you're supporting with it. So Kanban is really, really good when you're supporting a service or like a service or a, a platform, like a, a technology. Um, and the reason why I say Kanban is really good, and I'm sure we're going to get into more details on that, is because Kanban is not as time boxed and prescripted as Scrum is. Um, so a service or a platform that might be a little bit older might not offer itself to, to have a strict two-week window to get something out the door. You're supporting a service. Scrum is awesome um, and probably the right in quotation marks um, philosophy methodology to use if you're supporting a product, especially if this product is something client facing. 
Because what Scrum is fantastic at and has built into its process is that client interaction, that frequent feedback loop. Every however long your Scrum, your sprint is usually two weeks is, is, a, is a very standard sprint length. Every two weeks, you get an opportunity to, to show and tell. So client-facing products are fantastic uh, opportunity for Scrum. A service or a technology, fantastic opportunity for Kanban. Okay. And then obviously if there is a world in between, it's never black and white. Right. Yeah. You've got those two extremes and then there's the gray area in the, in the middle, but, but yeah, so, so let me just speak that back to you. So if I was developing an app and it was customer facing, it was something that would be downloaded or visible on to, to the customer, uh, scrum would be, that would perhaps lead me to scrum because, because of that two weeks, you know, let's call it the two week sprints, the constant feedback loop. Um, yeah. it's, it's designed to, to, you know, iteratively build that product, you know, absolutely. Better and absolutely. Better. versus if I'm, when you said a technology or platform, so would an example, what would an example be like, for example, if I'm say maintaining the network at a, a, a company, would that be yeah. an example of where Kanban or I've been saying Kanban, so you're, you you're it. Kanban. 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 Okay. <laughs> sounds way more elegant that way. Kanban. Yeah, it sounds nicer. Uh, so would that be would that be a a uh, uh, an example where yeah. we would use that framework? Like, and and and, yeah. and what would that be? Yeah, like a system or a platform, um, a technology, something that's maybe even internal facing. So it's not as critical for you to get that that frequent feedback in a very regimented two-week window. Um, Kanban doesn't have such a window as print. That's a Scrum principle. Kanban looks at improvements. That's really what Kanban is all about. Kanban is all about improving incremental, incrementally and systematically. Um, so a system, especially if it's a legacy system, maybe an older system, a platform, really, really tough to chop up into two-week windows. Right. Think like big, big mainframe, big systems. Right. Um, I think you have a background in some of those systems yes, as well, I, if I remember right. Imagine chopping that up into two-week little chunks, what your designers would say to you. They'll probably shake their head. They're like, and then that's happening um, because there's, it's a monolith. They're big. So if you are supporting, when I say a service, if you're supporting the service office system, common is the right way to go. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I agree that is, that is sometimes where, where, where people stumble because they can, they can imagine. Yeah. Yes. If we're building an app, if we're building something that you can kind of put your, 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 your arms around and you can see the front and back of it at the same time sort of thing. And you can, you can sort of say, yes, I can see where in two weeks we could make improvements to that. We could add features and so on, and then have another, product increment at that at that point it makes sense but when you're talking large-scale legacy systems like yeah. you know somebody, think of the banking systems and, okay. and and so on that have that have you know they're they're monolith you know they're 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 humongous and in two weeks you can barely read the code for it you you can you can you know you can barely you know name all of the modules in it so what could you do in two weeks like that's a that that's mm -hmm. a that's where the, I think sometimes it's hard for the, you know, this, the, the, the sprint 
you know, um, terminology or the, the sprint concept to sort of uh, be used in some of those, like you say, some of those platform uh, uh, situations. So, so you're saying it's it's about improvement. How does how, how does Kanban uh, um, implement that? Like, what's its like, you know, we Scrum has the, you know, the sprints and the, you know, the, the, the meetings at the start and the end and so on and the daily, daily standups and so on. So it's got its, its rituals. What, what, what's the equivalent on the Kanban side? They have the same ritual, well, different, but also ritual, rituals. You call them rituals. In, funny enough, in, uh, in Scrum, you call them ceremonies. In Kanban, you actually call them cadences. Really, what they are, they're meetings, they get togethers, which is a fancy word for them. Um, so, Common has the same idea, um, different types. So, we have daily stand ups or stand ups that ideally would be daily or as often as the team decides they should be. Technically, for most part, you'll see them daily. We have um, what we call refinement, also a regularly occurring meeting. In our refinement meeting, we're looking at our work that enters our Kanban system. And very similar to what we do in, in Scrum at the beginning, we're looking at the work and we're replenishing our system, so to speak. So we talk about what is the work that's being asked of us, any kind of requests that came in from our customers, from wherever in the organization the requests might come from. Um, we analyze that work. We break it down into smaller pieces not into two-week pieces, but smaller pieces, and prioritize them. So on a regular basis, we do the same kind of thing, except that we're not prescriptive about it has to happen in two-week sprint. And then we also have a, a cadence um, that we do on a very regular basis, which is called our, our service delivery review, which is really that's where the heart of Kanban happens. A service delivery review if you were to compare it to the Scrum world, it's sort of kind of like a retrospective, except that you really look at your system. In a retrospective in Scrum, it's very people-based, um, where you talk about, you know, like what did what went well, what went not so well. It's very team-orientated. While in Kanban, the same conversation happens based on metrics and data. Um, so that's when I said earlier improvements. So we are looking at um, data in terms of how long did it take us, for example, to move work from A to B? Mm -hmm. um, did it take us two weeks? Did it take us four weeks? Did it take us five months? Um, very data-driven. We get that information out of what we call a Kanban board. Mm -hmm. We get that information in terms of how long did it take for each of these pieces of work to go through our system? It's very, very systematic. We do some calculations around it and have conversations in our service delivery review to identify, okay, why did it take that long? Was there, do we see a common bottleneck? Is there something that we can draw from that metrics or that data that as a team, we want to say, you know what? We see that this one piece of work, like the same type of work constantly takes way longer than what we thought it should. We identify, analyze, and find, you know what? The reason why that is, is because we're waiting for two weeks for sign-off from our business partners, as an example. So that's an actionable item that then results in a continuous improvement. Right. So that's why common is a lot about continuous improvement because you're looking at the work that goes through your system 
or in layman's term, your board, and it moves through your board, you analyze it at the end, say, what did it behave the way I expected it to? Thumbs up if it did, or did it not? And if it didn't behave the way I expected it to, based on the data I see, let's continuously improve upon it until it does. Right. Now, does, um, uh, you know, Scrum has the very much the notion of a, like, start and end, like the sprint it is has a, it's two, like, let's call it, it's, it can be anywhere from generally one to four weeks is, is the, the, you know, popular wisdom on it and so on. It, but let's call it two weeks is that it has a start, you know, where, where the, um, the really the content or the, what, what is going to be accomplished in the sprint is, is, is chosen. And then, it is completed at the end of the sprint in theory and anything that isn't is, you know, possible, possible for the next sprint. So there is this sort of repetition, the start and end, so to, so to speak of the sprint, and then it continues. Is uh, there, is there a similar concept in, in Kanban is, or is it more continuous? Is there more things flowing into your board at different times and flowing out? Is it more of a system? Like I, I see, I see Scrum more as discrete. Like it's you know, it loads up and then it it empties out, and then it loads up and then it empties out. For you know, it's, it's simplifying it somewhat. Versus is 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 Kanban a continuous flow? You know, or is it something else? Yeah, you should be sitting on this side and talking about this and answering your own questions because you just did, in a perfect way. It's exactly that. That's exactly it. It's a continuous continuous flow. There is no hey, our two week window is up. Drop it. Right. It's not like that. It's continuous. Nobody, nobody puts that window around it. There is no such frame. Right. So it takes as long as it takes. Right. However, we are looking at how long it takes to look for the improvements. Right, right. It's, so it's, it's like, a continuous flow of work in and a continuous flow of work out. Right. That's, that's really interesting. So you're measuring the, you know, um, and, and that's something that, again, sort of an overlap, you mentioned, you know, daily meetings or, or frequent meetings, maybe you said there might be some, or there's some choice in Kanban. Uh, that's one sort of similarity between the two. Another one seems to be the board. There is the, the scrum board versus the Kanban board. They can, you know, there, there is a somewhat of an overlap there. Um, but you were, measure, you, you were saying that the, um, uh, the time it takes to move through the board, so to speak, from, you know, uh, not done to done, basically, I, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And and what was the term that you mentioned for that? Again, it wasn't the velocity, the velocity, it was another term that you used. For that. I'm not sure what I used, but the word I should have used is the workflow. Okay. okay. If I so didn't use that word, that's the one I should have used. Okay. <laughs> the workflow through, maybe I imagined the word. Um, but so there is a calculation of the the time it takes, and and that, I would imagine that would be that would be somewhat, you know, complicated because a very simple little tiny change would probably flow through very quickly, you know, a, a big update, you know, that that was more complex would flow through slowly. I suppose there must be some way of kind of like leveling that somewhat, or or is it just an average that they, the methodology doesn't care. No, it absolutely cares. There is a mechanism for it because you're absolutely correct. I can't treat a small defect the same as a monster new feature or enhancement. Um, they behave very differently. 
Right. And the expectation of my, from my client is very different. They would not want to wait for a defect for five months while they would never expect a big feature to be done in two days. Right. Um, so absolutely, there's a mechanism. So as we're looking at that flow, what I called it the flow earlier, um, we do tag or label different pieces of work with what we call a work type. Right. So just like in your example, if it's a small piece versus a big piece, um, we treat them differently and we have different expectations. Which, by the way, talking about expectations, that's also something that we use that metrics and that data for. Mm -hmm. In very traditional project management, um, you would give an estimate, have a schedule in play that you share with your customers and say, you will get this piece delivered in, I don't know, September 23rd in 2025. In Scrum, you can do that by saying, I break down the work, I show you in my backlog, and within once you reach the top, in two weeks, you got it. Right. In Kanban, you're using, again, it is a data-driven system. You use your data to show, once you collected enough data, you can't do that from day one, you can show, you know what, this type of work, my work type, on average, took from A to B, took us, on average, 20 days. So if you're requesting from me this type of work, roughly I can tell you it'll take the team about 20 days. Right. Exceptions always apply. Right. That's interesting. And just like to sort of step back for a moment, I believe Kanban originated, it was, it was, came out of manufacturing, did it not? Out of, yes. yeah. And I so, think Toyota has a big, big play in it. Yeah. Right. I, I, I agree. I, I re recall that as well. And, and you can almost see the manufacturing kind of mindset. You can, you can almost envision a production line, <laughs> you know, that this is, this is a, you know, they're, it's chugging through the line. If we, if we, if we look at the, the board that way uh, and, and you can almost envision the, like, when you talk about the measurement of the time taken to move through based by type. You know, yeah. this type will flow through in 20 days and this type will flow through in five days or this will be three months or something like the larger ones. And so you can almost see that almost that bit of a mechanistic sort of sort of feel to it. Not not that the underlying work, of course, is creative and, and innovative, I'm sure. But the the process seems seems somewhat mechanistic, which is which I think comes out of its origins, mm -hmm. its roots. So absolutely. That's yeah, that's where it came from. Um, that's exactly where it came from. It came from the manufacturing floor to right. look at bottlenecks in your manufacturing flow. Right. The exact same idea, right. um, except that, well, in my world anyways, I talk about uh, software, but um, you can apply that to all kinds of other processes. Um, right. Any kind of, yeah, like you can absolutely apply that. And yeah, it has its root in, in manufacturing. There's this really, really cool book. It's called The Phoenix Project. If you ever want to read something, um, about common that one it's a story and it's a story about a manufacturing flow because that's that's where the ori origin comes from and then it was applied into into other areas right right yeah. so tell me about the roles that the the team that you know they're they're again if you if you if we think back to scrum there are very you know, definite roles. There's the scrum master, there's the product owner, there's the development team, you know, and, and it's, it's prescribed in terms of these, this is the team, the development team is meant to be, um, you know, cross-functional and so on, not specialties and, and they work together. What, how, 
How does Kanban line up with that? Or is it just completely different in terms of its resourcing? It's actually very similar. Um, so everything that you know about a development team in Scrum um, applies to a Kanban team as well. Um, the idea is the same, long lasting. Uh, well, I can't even say co-located anymore, no. <laughs> at least not in 2021, virtually co-located, I guess. Virtually, yes. Virtually co-located, dedicated, as in you're working on, this is your thing, this is what you own. Um, so you're not jumping from project to project. So dedicated, long-lasting team. That's your development team. There's a huge element of learning or the expectation to learn, both on a Scrum as well as Kanban team, um, to learn from each other, learn different skills, because that's where you find efficiencies too, right? So if if you're suddenly, if you know how to do somebody else's role and that person, I don't know, goes on vacation, not everything stops because people can jump in and help out. So I think from a development perspective, from the team perspective, the exact same idea. Um, on the Scrum team, you have a Scrum Master. Scrum Master is responsible for adhering to the Scrum principles and protecting the team. On the Kanban side, you have what we call a Service Delivery Manager. Sometimes it's also called a Flow Manager. Mm -hmm. um, while they're not necessarily in charge of the team, they're still in charge of um, supporting and protecting the Kanban principles, just like the Scrum Master protects the Scrum principles. The additional role for the service delivery manager is they're responsible for that flow to make sure that we are flowing as efficiently as anyhow possible. So all of those funky calculations that I spoke about earlier, the metrics reporting, the continuous improvement ideas, that is something that your service delivery manager would do. So it's a bit of an added um, accountability. Um, just like the Scrum Master, the service delivery manager also facilitates a lot of the cadences or meetings or ceremonies. You don't have a product owner um, per se, um, but you have what we call a service request manager, which very similar role. I don't even know why we call them differently sometimes mm -hmm. uh, because really their role is the same. They're responsible for the intake of work, um, wherever that work comes from. They are the point of contact to the outside world, to the team, to intake work. And they are just like Scrum, also responsible for prioritizing the work for the team and making sure that the work is ready for the team to work on. So kind of the same role. Right. So there's sort of rough equivalents. Like if we look at those three, you know, you could say, yeah, they, they do line, as you said up front, they line yeah. up pretty, yeah. pretty well, different names and maybe, maybe, you know, slight different things that they'll be doing just based on the different frameworks, but yeah. pretty much lines up. And so I assume the development team, the team is also, you know, somewhat self-managed. It's not the service, um, was it the service delivery manager? Ser service delivery manager. The service delivery manager is not telling them, hey, today, you know, you, you and you, you're working on this today and you're working on that today. You're, they're, they're more, they're, they're more self, uh, self-initiated. Yeah, absolutely. Same idea. Um, they're self-organized, self-initiated. Nobody assigns work to anybody. Um, that's a new way of working, which is a beautiful thing for a lot of people um, because it's it's energizing and and like you feel empowered. So right. in both teams, in both models, nobody assigns work to anybody. Um, 
you you look at your backlog you have a backlog in both models you look at your backlog and say you know what i'm gonna work on that because i have time available so in kanban it's hey i have time available in scrum it's my 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 sprint started and this is the thing that the team needs to work on um on day one while in kanban it's fluid um, I have time available, so I'll pick up the next highest priority item that I can work on based on my skill set or my learning opportunity. Great, great. So, what would you say the strength of 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 each is? Like, what you know? Again, we you we we've said yeah. If it's product related, especially customer service or customer facing products, you know that moves more into the Scrum arena if it's more of a platform or technology that but what so but what do you think what if, if you had to sort of say you know one or two words regarding each each methodologies or each framework strength what would what would you think about for each for each mm. one in terms of their their key attributes <laughs> that's a tough one because they that's share a, a lot of them right yes. like all of the the things that that make those methodologies work well they share like the prioritization the the working on smaller things rather than having to wait and go through whatever kind of process um, scrum in one or two words it's the frequent client feedback that you don't necessarily get always depending on your system on the kanban side so on the kanban side you're still you know you don't have those small iterations um, unless you choose so because you're capable of doing it as a team. But for most part, you're not bound by that. While Scrum has that built in. Every two weeks, you get feedback, and every two weeks, you can iterate on it. Kanban does not have that built in. Kanban, I think the strength of Kanban is the data-driven improvement. You have real evidence, real data to see where the bottlenecks are. You don't have to make any assumptions around it. It's like it's black and white. Uh, we got a bottleneck here on your manufacturing floor. Things are piling up before the, uh, the assembly line. Why is that? So Common is awesome at that. Scrum has that benefit of the frequent client input and the more frequency of it, I guess. Right. And, and so that's where, again, it goes back to if you were that, per, you know, you were, you were the, uh, you know, you, you got assigned by your manager to, hey, let's bring in a, a framework. We want to base on something in, in the agile world, this would be the questions you'd start to ask yourself is, is do we, do we want the more, more, more continuous, uh, you know, uh, feedback? Do we want that feedback loop to be built in? If, if the answer is yes, maybe you'd push more towards scrum. If you, if you're thinking more of a continuous improvement model, like more of a constant flow, if that's more important to you, then then that would maybe make you or have you move more in that direction. So, mm -hmm. so that's that's interesting. Um, is there? I, I guess as a as a maybe not last question, but a, but a sort of a summary. Is there? Are there things where you would say you know no don't you, you wouldn't go to this. You you would you would go to traditional waterfall. Like is there is there types of projects or or initiatives where you'd say yeah, no, no, you, you, you go with your, your project life cycle, um, definitely. And, you know, leave, leave that for leave, leave Scrum and Kanban for, for other things. Yeah, uh, there sh sure is. Um, th th there's certain 
projects or, or undertakings that I could not imagine doing agile. Like I can't imagine building a bridge one brick at a time. You need to have that overall design figured out. You can't just go one piece right. at a time and then expect the bridge to end up in the right spot. Um, so there's certainly certainly projects where an iterative approach where you don't really know exactly the outcome just does not work. And then there's other projects where I think, although it might work, there's just no benefit to it. Um, so agility, Kaman or Scrum, brings the benefit of not having defined timelines, defined scope. Um, so you have the opportunity to reprioritize if your market reprioritizes for it. That's the benefit of it. If you're working in an environment, or even if you work only on a project that's highly regulated and given to you, um, banking or other industries do that, where a regulation says by December 31st, you must implement exactly these scope items in exactly this order for exactly that reason. Could you do Scrum or Common? For sure you could. Could, yes. Does but... it give you the benefit? Yes. Why? I mean, yeah, why, why would you do that? Unless you already have a scrum shop set right. up, I, I, why go through that turmoil of changing your methodology? I, I agree. I, I recall back from, um, you know, working in financial services where there would be the tax release that, you know, every year the government changes the taxes and we have to rush around and change our tax forms and so on. Every every bank and every insurance company would would, would need to do that and others. And, you know, and, and again, that one's like you say, it's like, these are the definite requirements. There's, there's, there's no variance really. There's little tiny, you know, uh, different ways you can implement them and so on, but the requirements are known, the data is known. So there, there's no real benefit in iterating your way to it necessarily. Yeah. You know, uh, it, that, that becomes more of a phased approach. So um, anyways, uh, um, I want to thank you, uh, Simone, for for the, the the overview of these two. I think I think uh, you know I, I think you you shed a lot of light on on well what's the difference between these two and the similarities. So mm -hmm. it's been a, a great discussion with you. Yeah. I thank you for your insights. You bet. It's a passion, so it's easy to talk about. Great. Sure. Okay. Well, we'll see you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Dave. Talk later. <laughs>